Hello, I'm Sue Bose, and this is the Net Hero Podcast. Thank you so much for supporting us over the years. And if you've not come across our channel before, let me tell you what we do. The Net Hero Podcast is part of futurenetzero.com, a platform which believes that better business makes a better planet. We're all about people doing things that enable the planet to become more sustainable. That means reducing emissions, that means creating new things and products that we can all live and survive with, because at the end of the day, we can't hold back our development. We want a better planet, and I believe that business is the way for us to get that, by providing us products and services that have a lower carbon profile. And they're the kind of stories that we will be promoting on this channel. If you've seen and listened to our podcast before, you'll know that we've talked to scientists, academics, business people, but we're happy to talk to anyone who's trying to do their bit to make things different. And now, on to this week's episode. Now, I've just had a bit of work done in my house, and one of the things I did change is flooring. It's one of those things that you get around to every once in a while. You might have carpet, you might have laminate, you might have stone. But obviously what happens is your old flooring normally gets thrown away. But what if you didn't? What if you could recycle your flooring? What if your flooring that you put in could be made from recycled material to begin with? Well, that's what a company has been doing for a little while now. And I'm delighted to say joining us on the Net Hero podcast this week is Susanna Lopez from Altstone. Susanna, hello. Hi, Sumit. Hi, it's a pleasure to, to be talking to you today. It's a pleasure indeed. And I like this. So the reason I wanted to get you on, we, we, we spoke on LinkedIn. Well, spoke on LinkedIn. This is what people do. But I was very interested to see what you're doing with your company. Let's just start to explain to the listeners, what, what does Allstone do? You, you, do you actually make flooring or are you sort of going to collect recycled flooring? How does it work? Well, uh, we don't actually make flooring. Uh, what we produce is a new new solution, new technology, which is not new anymore because we are implementing as we speak, but um, it's an underlay, underlay, flooring underlay uh, that uh, it has a system within that enables the reuse of any tile, almost any tile, any floor covering. So we can, instead of discarding or destroying at the end of one use or second use, we can reuse again and again uh, keeping the quality and performance of, of that asset, of that tile, which is uh, very valuable. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that's what we do. What's your background then? Uh, are you from the flooring world? <laughs> yeah, I am a designer. I, ah. I, from a very early stage in my life, I've always been passionate and interested in how we are surrounded by everything we, we have and we use. So um, my background is design, architecture, design, special design, and obviously it's a big lack of materials that can be better used and be more sustainable within the, the sectors. So we focus in, in improving that. How did you get into this? Because obviously, as you said, you, you've done sort of design, but um, it's one of those funny things, flooring, you know, you don't notice it until it's not there. Right? People are always like, oh, let's look at the windows, let's look at the walls and all of that. But it's a vital part of our net zero journey because the more we insulate, if we have better underlay, if we have better uh, carpets, flooring, laminates, whatever you're using, 
it's one of the biggest things of heat loss, particularly with the housing stock in the UK. Not sure about Spain, where you have a little more sort of stone floors. But um, what got you into looking at this, coming up with this particular product? Was it something on a job or, or was it just an interest? Yeah. Sometimes in life, there is, um, it's like a destiny, yeah? Yeah. Uh, in the Karma. Past, uh, <laughs> yes, yes. Honestly, it, it has happened. Uh, we just need to be perceptive and listen to our instincts and where we, why we are here, right? So basically, previously to Florida, so I was pioneering uh, LED lighting right. in the architectural uh, globally, So, um, which we has been pretty much achieved through, through the years um, to decarbonize the, the, the lighting and energy side of, uh, of that. But then, of course, uh, if we look more into the materials, uh, solid materials, and like you say, no? uh, you can look to many pretty different materials, but fluorine is not a very attractive part no. of the sector and very unappreciated because it's just there. <laughs> but it's very important. No? Um, so um, life cha changes uh, and, and obviously opportunities. And always believing that uh, I'm here not just to be one more designer, but to show the path to others that we can do better. So I have obviously the, the different approaches to to me, uh, to the different also uh, friends in the past, uh, and then uh, manufacturing side, which is very important to bring a, a new product, a more in, a, in an old sector like flooring, because it's been not changed for some, so many years. Um, and it needs obviously a big cooperation to the different stakeholders and parts to make it happen. So, so I've been, um, I won't say lucky because I work really hard to be where we are today and the path that we are working together with, with all the different stakeholders. And this is very important for each um, entrepreneur, but business that is willing to bring a solution that is obvious and that leaves obsolete completely what others are doing as we speak. Um, so I, I can say that I've been uh, privileged to, to understand that, um, that the, the learning path of my journey is, um, is obviously progressing towards uh, better outcomes for us to help uh, and do the same. Yeah, yeah. And, and the flooring thing came along by chance because you were doing a job in the sector or it was just you were looking at material and, and you thought this was the right thing? I've been always interested, in, like I mentioned, in any material, any product that surrounds us, because everything has to be uh, considered to, yes. to, to center the degree. You know? um, so for, for me, obviously, it's very different. Like I mentioned, lighting for flooring is completely, completely different um, sector and part of the building. Uh, but it's a, some, it's a choice. It's a choice because obviously I've uh, been approached through my career from different parts of, of the stakeholder buildings and, and materials. And, and it's a choice because uh, we need to realize flooring, as you probably uh, have checked over the last few weeks, it's a big sector, it's a massive sector, billion sector yeah. that really needs acceleration in change yeah and and it's uh it's not haven't been considered as much so it needs attention and it needs uh to be addressed with the, the prospective uh stakeholders that are in charge of it and so we can do it together so Nothing what is your un what's your actual underlay material made from can it be made from anything or is there 
a particular fabric or a particular kind of plastic you use? Yeah, we we use a, a polyolefin, um, which is um, fully recyclable. But mainly what we always advise to our customers is to reuse. Right. Because once it's implemented, uh, it can be left there to be reused several almost indefinitely applications. So the only material that uh, is basically assembled and disassembled are the tiles. Each time that you right. want to renovate or refresh the space, the, the tile, the floor covering is, was, is moving, which we are converting it modular, basically. And it yeah, gotcha. becomes yeah. become modular. But our underlay is high tech. It's durable, very durable. <laughs> so so it, uh, the, the, the idea, not the idea, but what is happening is it stays there yeah. for reuse itself. So let's let's do an example, right? Which is quite fresh in my memory. Uh, a wooden floor, and there was an old carpet there and an underlay. You throw that all out. Could you lay your new underlay on top of that wooden floor? And then I should say, actually, I want to put a vinyl down. A couple of years later, a new person moves in. They go, oh, I want to change that to wooden, uh, engineered wood. Or another person goes, I want to change it to tiles. Are you saying that they could all just come off, but the underlay can stay and support all those different types of flooring material? That's correct. Yeah, that's correct. You will just remove uh, that floor that you have decided to remove yeah. because you want wow. to re refresh the space or renovate. Um, and then also that, that material, that, that tile that you are removing, because we they are all assets. Right. Of course. So we can remove them in one piece, not destroying them. Then we can reuse in another location. Right. So we have different important uh, things there that it needs to be considered. And obviously, the the assembly assembly is uh, faster and and, and more pro profitable, um, as well as you don't have to once the, the tile the old tile is removed to be reused in another location. You don't have to level. Yes, or, that's again, so expensive. Which is a, and a very important yeah. part of the operation. And, <laughs> it and is. Obviously, uh, it's, a very, it's a clean way how to assemble this assembly. No? Um, it's also uh, enabling uh, fitters um, the, to do the job a uh, healthy way as well for them. No? Which is, uh, yeah. There's a, yeah. The actual material that you put, your underlay material, uh, what do you do with it? Onto the, do you have to sort of, I assume you have to glue it onto the base, whatever it's concrete or wood, the actual base of the floor, and then it just stays there. Is that right? Well, we are getting rid of concrete adhesives. Ah. Yes, which is a very important part of the process as well. Uh, concrete adhesives are one of the major pollutants in the action of implementing tiles. So, and it's a massive industry. Uh, so we are completely changing that because what we have is a self-adhesive underlay which is low bulk ah. as well, which is very important. Uh, all the additives and everything that is within is as sustainable as it can be uh, to the day. Wow. So you don't have to put all the glue and all of that stuff. This is all no. just almost like sticky tape. People can just stick it onto the, the yeah. ground. Yeah, the future, basically, the, the, the installer just need to make sure that the floor is as flat as it can be. Yeah, and of course. Obviously, ready for that additive to be implemented. But once it's there, it's, it. it's just us. Yes, that's correct. The idea I thought was very clever, which is, and this is very important in the business world, which is really where we're talking. 
offices. Let's talk about an office, right? And the office we're in now, we've come in and they've put in new carpet tiles, okay? Now, I have no idea what they did to the old ones. Hmm. And, you know, we do a show, the Big Zero show, maybe you can come to it, but we do it in Coventry. And when we put it on in, in June of, of 23, I said, um, they said, oh, do you want some carpet? I said, no, because I knew what would happen is you just lay all these carpet tiles and then they just rip them up and either chuck it on linfill or they say they're going to recycle. But what you've created here is a way to have that thing that every business wants, their new look when they come into an office, but try and be as sustainable as possible. So are you offering a service now where you actually supply the tiles as well? And you can say, right, you can have this. You don't like it after two years, change it. But the great thing is everything is in a circular economy. We, what we do is we provide the flooring and the lay. Uh, so we help with the installers and general contractors to be correctly implemented, which is one yeah. of the first phases of the successful operation, the successful operation. And, and then we enable those tile suppliers, doesn't matter where they are located. Obviously, we, we want and we um, embrace always to, to work locally, as local as we can, as part of the circularity. And keeping products within within that area, so they can offer other services to their clients. Because at the moment, at the moment still, we we I mean, customers buy square meter, buy the tile. Correct. Yeah. But our obviously uh, what we are working on is towards asset as a service, no tile as a service. We need to <laughs> instead. We don't need to own products or materials. We well, we need our healthy experiences, yeah. Yes. Uh, through a lifetime, so so basically, um, what happens because the 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 tiles become assets that can be reused instead of, I mean, as we speak, obviously the models are growing step by step, but instead of a client being able just to buy a tile for exhibition, for example, for a few days, yes, or, of course, or, yeah, or for three five years in a hotel that they are refreshing every three five years or seven years. They can rent or lease a tile. Got you. No, Got so, you. so that's very important because the value uh, is not depreciation, but all the opposite around. I mean, the asset uh, through lifetime will get more value. Um, obviously, keeping the performance and the quality of that asset, in this case, the tile. And that is what helps um, customers and users of the products to, to get more value from it, but also do better with materiality. Which is uh, most important. But can it? I see. I can see that can work really well with stone tiles. But if you have carpet tiles, they eventually wear out. Even wood can wear out. So, uh, is there a limit to to this? Because obviously, you know, the idea of a tile as a service sounds great. If it's a nice stone tile, that but even they can get chipped. So, are you expecting this business? You know, that, that you're trying to build here, that you will pre have certain grades. We say actually. After a certain number of uses, we have to get rid of it or we have to re recycle it and start again. Yeah, one part is the the, the reuse. Reuse is one thing. And then the, the recycling. Yeah. Yes. Now every every material, whether it's a carpet, vinyl, uh, natural stone, ceramics, uh, marble, uh, has a, a life expectancy. Of course. Yeah. It, it will but degrade over time. Yeah. All depends of where that material has been implemented. And the use of that through the through the lifetime that has been implemented in that specific space, and also the tile supplier of that specific material. Gotcha. 
So obviously there are different considerations that has to be taken into account uh, in the lifetime through the next years, obviously as we as we work forward, uh, how the performance in each uh, case works. So it will be it will be more accurate way to say natural stone tile uh, lasts 100 years and then maybe it can be scratched a little bit or broken, but we also have expertise to repair. Ah, okay. Yeah. So we can always repair. Repair is a very important part of the circular yes. economy in keeping materials in, in good performance because any material can be repaired. Yeah, any any any. Surface. It's always the it's always the cost though, isn't it, Suzanne? People go, it's like <clears throat> you know, not that long ago, uh, my mum had a TV, the colour had gone, and then she's like, I want to get a new one. It doesn't. Work. I said, hang on a second, and basically it was a bunch of lights in the back, and I found probably one of the few repair guys. He was a very old man. He was brilliant, but he said no one repairs, and this culture is there, isn't it? We have to flip that culture to say, actually, if the tile is cracked or a uh, a, a slate or a piece of, don't throw it can you fix it yes yes it's just uh, completely feasible and obviously there there are more and more companies that are looking at that uh, in, in even in interior perspectives like uh in the carpet uh, wall because yeah. the carpet obviously at the moment That's there is a process of uh, some of them i'm not going to name names but they lose a little bit of leasing, they are testing how it works, and there is a, yeah. a customer demand, no? because obviously for a product to be successful or a service, you need to have a demand of customer that wants that. No? So, so of course it works, but uh, still it's a bit, uh, under my my view, my own view, I think that if we are leasing a, a carpet or a vinyl or whatever is a tile, we need to look at not just after one use or two use and then go, Back to recycling because yes. recycling is not. I mean, it's it was it has been an alternative for many years, but it's not the best alternative. No, you're right. You're right. We really need to look through reuse, and if that asset, that tile that has been leased for X days or months or years, uh, can be reused without recycling again, still because it's a good performance and quality again. So we need to to maximize that. Yeah. So Allstone has been going a while, so you've got clients. Uh, what has been the feedback of doing this? Because it is a quite weird idea. By the way, we'll keep this here. Oh, I want to change it. Well, don't worry, we'll bring you some new ones. Many people would think, this is very weird. Can I just get brand new? Uh, what, what, what's what been the reaction from your customers? Mm, customers love the idea. <laughs> that's, why they are, that's why they are customers. But also uh, showing the path uh, to other parts that we can do better. Um, through such a simple systematic uh, system yeah. that enables what we achieve, it's a very positive. It's very positive because they they are not just doing better within their own business in terms of sustainability and sustainable development goals, but also they are taking care better care of their assets uh, in not just what they represent or what they offer to their clients, no? because we have different type of clients. It's about their own internal performance as a business no? and be um, more careful of everything we do, not just um, what we offer, but also our, our internal uh, assets. No? And, and this is something that uh, bigger companies need to take into account because when you sell, and I like to say this because it's very, very important, but every time we sell an asset, that asset doesn't come back. 
There you no. go. No. Yeah. That's the embedded, the embedded carbon doesn't get taken care of either. You're right, yeah. Yes, but if we run a lease, that asset comes back. So we can mm. control our own assets. As a business, business that they know and they're entering the circularity of their looking for to maximize their assets uh, value, they need to co start compromising with the new solutions, the new ways, because then they will maximize also their, their revenues uh, through the lifetime. Uh, and then, of course, one of the, the most important parts of these operations is uh, reducing the extraction of natural resources. Because yes. if we reuse and we have enough already, uh, within our- We don't have to mine it, we don't have to cut it, we don't have to- We don't grind. need to- yeah. Yeah. yeah, yes, and that's what, a very, very. Wh where do you manufacture? Do you manufacture in the UK, or or how do you kind of keep your own carbon footprint down through your kind of you know the process of of making this underlay? Yeah, we we manufacture in uh, Spain, Portugal, and obviously with the operations as we stay forward, we are very keen to build gradually factories and this yeah. uh, territorial you know, like in countries. Uh, obviously, that happens through, you know, and we stay a step forward. But we keep um, our operations as well within the stakeholders as sustainable as we can when we deliver. Like, for example, in construction or architectural um, uh, projects, uh, there are many ways how, through history, um, products and materials are delivered from factory to a project site. You know? Like, it doesn't go, many projects, they don't go straight to the site. And that's one of the major problems because we are generating more. More transport, more transport course, yeah, yeah, and, and, and pollution. So we we always deliver directly straight from factory to the project site, uh, coordinating of course the timings and everything uh, that needs to be done. But uh, and then also considering depending on the distance and obviously at the moment not because we are in Europe mainly, but we have delivered also uh, in other countries like uh, Mexico, Japan. Um, I mean, different countries. There's so a, there's, there's a lot of air miles there, Suzanne. Isn't yeah. There? So yeah. what what we look at is obviously um, sending like more in terms of maybe um, air freight, like sea freight, just is obviously right. lower um, emissions. emissions. Yeah. So we we need to look at at the moment at this stage. And obviously, ideally, and we are working um, to span and and through those different options in, in having partnerships with other manufacturers that see the, the opportunity because this is at the end of the day it's a win-win operation for everyone in a in a game-changing uh, so sector. So what would you say to critics who say well you're still manufacturing you know abroad and you have to ship it there's a there's a big carbon cost to that would you say well actually there's a one-off cost and then you keep the cost down by reusing is, is that your response? Well uh there are different things there, obviously, because they already and the way they are operating is unsustainable. So anything anything that can help them to reuse is the most sustainable option. Yeah. Um, starting by that, then of course uh, when they see the, the results, um, they they will have to transport again another underlay. Yeah. To, no, I get to it. make yeah. the operations of their of their purposes of whichever business they have within their premises. Uh, that's that's the main focus. Um, obviously, it's a clear, it's a clear understanding uh, because it's it's straightforward to to understand that. Yeah. Okay. Uh, before we go, a couple of quick questions. Um, obviously, as I said right at the beginning, flooring is vital, right? It's a vital part of how we keep warm, or certain, in certain countries, how we keep cool. So, what do you do in terms of the energy profile of your underlay? Is it designed so it can 
be cool in places where it needs to be cool or be warm in other countries where, where you need the heat in the floor to, to keep places comfortable? Um, first of all, I mean, like I mentioned already, is, uh, our underlay is high tech. So it's, uh, it's not just three millimeters from recyclable and durable, but also it's uh, water resistant, fire resistant, and also improves acoustics. Ah. So, <laughs> yeah, in a, in a very small file, you have um, many high technology that can help through the different uh, spaces, basically, um, whatever is, is desirable or what is needed. You know? Like, for example, it's also compatible with most uh, heating systems, right? Gotcha. So, right. Yeah. so, depending on what is the purpose, again, of that space, and you know, it can be just, so so uh, if, you, if you wanted to lay underfloor heating with your underlay, you can. If you yes. want it on stone for its cooler, you can do that. That's what you're saying. That's correct, yeah. Yeah. Where is the future for flooring? As you said, right, quite early on, you said, sort of not very well appreciated. People have done lots with lighting. People do lots with insulation in walls and insulation boarding for, you know, kidding out offices. But you're right, flooring's not been one that most people think about. Do you think it has a big role to play in trying to cut our emissions? It's a massive role to play for the flooring because it's a, it's like any other part of the building needs to be considered. In fact, as you say, it has been probably less, less considered, but it has emergence in, in a very massive way it needs to be changed because it doesn't millions, billions of market uh, sector every year, and it grows massively every year. And as it grows market uh, sector, the impact is bigger. Yeah. yeah. So it's one of the parts of the building that really requires uh, a faster change uh, for us, obviously, to, to get all the opportunities that, that uh, embrace. Um, and that's uh, something that like we were saying, uh, in the different products or equations, you know, the products we need to consider. Because not because it's a part of the building that uh, is not that much appreciated, doesn't need to be appreciated. It's actually one of the most impactful uh, parts of the building that it needs to be considered as, as much as any other part. Uh, but yes, in the future, I mean, as, as we see it, stakeholders are already... Um, not thinking but acting and they can see clearly that that having solutions that leave obsolete what has been done in a way not yeah. very sustainable it, it just makes sense it's just not something we need to uh, convince uh, we work with the stakeholders that are already ready to to move forward and, and progress you know evolve into the the new ways that that um we wish we would have had uh, 200 years ago or Many yeah. years ago, this so we will have the problem that we have now in terms of materials, no scarcity and and deployment. So that's uh, all very important to take into account, and all stakeholders are aware of that and happy to move. Uh, all some of them are still skeptical because of course, course. it's a whole, it's a whole sector. Yeah, but, but as soon as they see that uh, some parts are getting profit from that already, then it makes easier decisions to move forward. I think it's very clever. Uh, Suzanne, thank you very much for joining us on the Net Hero Post. Best of luck 
with All Done. You can check out their site and see what they're doing. Thank you very much for listening and watching the Net Hero podcast. We'll be back next week with another episode. Remember to follow us and to subscribe. Catch you soon. You've been listening to the Net Hero podcast with Summit Bose from Future Net Zero. Visit our platform for all things Net Zero. And if you or your business is doing great things on the path to net zero and want to be featured on the podcast, email nethero at futurenetzero.com. Follow us on social media. futurenetzero.com. Better business, better planet.